Well, amen, amen. If we could kind of have everybody transition back so we can dive into the word this morning, amen. And how's everybody doing this morning? Man, let me ask that one more time. How's everybody doing this morning? Amen. Well, as you can tell, I'm not Pastor Rich, uh, although I may look like him in some areas. You know, we have the bald head. But he likes to say that, you know, the, the baldness brings out the anointing. So I believe that. I believe that. So Pastor Rich is actually away. My name is John Miller, man. I'm just excited to be able to be able to share the word with you guys uh, on, on, on this morning. So if you guys never heard me speak or have never seen me before, I'm, I'm very animated. So I may be in the back and I might be up here, but I'm just going to let God do what God does. Amen. And I don't feel like I need to be in his way. Amen. So, man, for, for, the, for the past five weeks, this is actually our fifth week, we're in a sermon series called All In. Man, everybody say All In. All In. All in. Man, you guys all in this morning? Yeah. Amen. So the title of this message today is called Lay Everything Down. Lay Everything Down. Man, this is going to challenge all of us because I believe that all of us have something that we can lay down at the feet of Jesus. Amen. Because oftentimes what happens is, 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 is God gives us things. And we think that if God gives this to me now, I need to carry this. Man, that's not, that's not what his intentions are. His intentions are, are, are for you to give it back to him because what happens, man, is God gives me promises. If I give them back to him, now it's, it's his responsibility to bring it to fruition. But a lot of us, man, as we hold that stuff in and we hold it and we try to make things happen, that's not what God intends for us to do. He just wants us to walk in it. That's what he wants to do. Amen? Amen. So, man, how many of you guys have ever gone through something and sometimes you just feel like, man, this is just too much. Man, I don't know how to get out of this. Or maybe, just maybe, maybe you hold on to something. Maybe it's a promise that God gave each and every one of us, man. But we just hold it on that thing with the fist closed so tight that, man, we might have to use the jaws of life just to pry it out of your hands. Man, so that's what we're going to talk about this morning. So if you would, grab your Bible and turn to the book of Genesis chapter 22. Genesis chapter 22. I'm going to read the first eight verses for your hearing, but we're going to travel through uh, all 24 verses of it. Amen? Amen. If you've got your Bibles, you hold them up for me just real quick. I want to see who has I want to see where the saved people are. <laughs> amen, amen. Amen. Some of your Bibles are glowing just like mine. So, amen. We'll just go on with it. Amen. So, starting at verse 22, at verse 1, it says, After these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, After these things, God tested Abraham and said to him. The reason why I noted that twice is because what I want you to see is, is Whenever God, this was the first time that God called whatever Abraham was going through a test. The very first time that he called it a test. But after these things, but when you hear after these things, that brings us to the notion of maybe something had to happen before. All right? Because God tested Abraham, but the Bible says after these things, which means that maybe God put us on a little study to get us worked up to that main test. Amen? You'll catch that in a minute. After these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. He said, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I, I, shall, I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him and his son, Isaac. And he cut the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. On the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place from afar. Then Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey. I and the boy will go over there and worship and come again to you. I and the boy will go over there and worship and come again to you. I and the boy will go over there and worship 
and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. And he took his hand and, the, and he took in his hand the fire and the knife. So they went both of them together. And Isaac said to his father, he said, uh, Dad. Uh, Abraham said, here I am, son. He said, now I see we have the fire and we have the wood. But um, where's the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, God will provide himself the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. So they went both of them together. Everybody say amen. amen. Father, we just thank you so much for your word. We thank you for your power. We thank you for your anointing. We ask that, Father God, that this, that this word falls on good ground. And that it convicts all of us, Father God, to turn to you. Because we know that you are God who is alive. And Father God, we just want to be all in and lay everything down at your feet. Father God, we're withholding nothing from you today. And we just give you all the glory and all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Man, if you notice that I actually talked, I actually repeated myself on a couple of those verses off in there. Man, that's something that I want you guys to really pay attention to. And you'll see as I'm going uh, why I'm trying to get there. But, but, but man... I, as I was praying, I was preparing for this message, I really felt the Holy Spirit was really talking to me. I really feel that he gave me four key points that will help us uh, to make it a little easier to lay everything down. Because we know, man, sometimes it's not, it's, it's not easy for us to lay things down. We, we would rather carry it and, and be burdened ourselves. But, but I believe that, that the Holy Spirit gave us four things, four simple things that will help us make it easier to lay things down. So the, first thing, the first thing is we should always, always expect a test. Man, I didn't get very many amens on that. <laughs> Man, we should always expect a test. Going to verse 1, you remember the very first part that I read, it said, it said, and after these things, after these things, after these things. Man, John, what are you talking about after these things? Well, if you remember back, and, and, and I'm not going to go over all of his history, but man, Abraham had to go through a lot of stuff. Man, God said, look, Abe, look, Abe. And I need you to leave the place where you're at now. Leave your family behind and your friends. I need you to go somewhere where I'm going to tell you. Well, God, where is it? Just go. Man, Abraham's dad died, and, 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 and he had to save Lot, you know, and he's just going through all this stuff, and, and, and there's just so much stuff that he had to go through, and then he didn't have a son. Because for women back in that day, man, to bear children, oh, man, <laughs> that's a good thing. So if you don't bear children, especially a son, man. Man, they look at you, they, they look down on you. They look down on you. But, but if you look back through the history of Abraham, he had to go through things. But that was just a setup from God. And might I submit to you, man, that the things that you're even going through right now, man, that's a setup from God. God has a promise on you, and, and, and he just wants you to walk in it. Now, now I know, man, John, but, but these, these things are so tough. They're, they're, they're so hard. I, I don't know if I could know you can make it through it. If you just put one foot in front of the other, God said, look, man, just walk in. I'll carry you the rest of the way. Amen. But, 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 but we always have to expect testing. The one thing that I want you to get in this testing when God gives us tests is there's a difference between God testing us and Satan testing us. That's what we have to understand. There's a difference between God testing us and Satan testing us. Man, God tests to confirm and to strengthen. God tests to confirm and to strengthen. But Satan tests us to weaken and to corrupt. And, 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 I, and I think we really have to understand. So 
Everything that we go through, I mean, just because we go through, that necessarily means it's a bad thing. It doesn't necessarily mean that I did something wrong or God has punished me. Man, he's just getting you ready for the ultimate test. That's why Abraham had to go through what he went through. Because had Abraham not went through all those many years of, man, you know when you're in school, most of us went to school. Actually, all of us should have went to school in some way, shape, form, or fashion. And, 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 and when we know that we're walking up towards a test, man, the teacher will say, look, I need you to study this. This chapter, make sure that you're studying this. Make sure that you're studying this. They'll even put it up there. Look, these are the points. These are the points. Study these things right here. And then they'll give you the pretest. You're like, oh, man, where, where this? Man, you guys ever had a teacher test you before? And it was stuff on the test that they didn't tell you about? <laughs> man, that stuff irks me. Hold on. You're telling me to study for the test, but, but, but why, why, is, why is this on there? But what it was for is it was for because they just want you to see some things in the test to get ready for the ultimate test. And that's the same thing that God did to Abraham. Man, let's go to a scripture, man. Let's look at the book of James. Talk to me real quick. James, talk to me. James chapter 1, verses 12 and 13, it says, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast in the trial. For when he has stood the test, when he has stood the test, when he has stood the test, blessed is the man who remains steadfast on the trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. There's a difference between God testing us and Satan testing us. God tests us to strengthen and to confirm. Satan tests us to corrupt and to weaken. But look, man, when you're you're going through tests, instead of looking at everything around you, Man, how about we just focus on the promises that he gave us? That's my second point, to focus on the promises. Because, man, if God promised you something, if God promised, it's going to come to fruition. It may not be when you want it to or or, or how you even want it to be. But, man, I promise you, it's going to come to fruition. You just remain faithful. You remain steadfast and endure through the test. Amen. Amen. And see, one thing I want you to understand is, 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 is that whenever God is testing you and you're focusing on the promises of God, man, there's no explanation necessary. You just get up and move. Just get up and go. Who are we to say when God says, look, this is what you need to do? Well, well God, why? What? Who, 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 who are you? Who are we? We serve the all-knowing, the almighty God who, who, who sees the end from the beginning. And you have, we, we have the audacity to say, God, why? Man, look, look, and I'm not going to have it up here, man, because I want you guys to look through your Bibles. We're in classes in session right now. So if, if you look at verse 3, verse 3 says that, so Abraham rose early in the morning. It says he rose early in the morning. God said, look, Abe, look, 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 dog, look, man, look. I need you to take your son, take him to Mount Moriah, and I need you to offer him as a burnt offering. Man, I have four sons. Me, personally, I have four sons. 19, 13, 12, and almost two. Man, if I heard those words, look, take your son and go sacrifice, go kill him. Go offer him as a burnt offering to me. Hold, 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 hold on, God, I got to fast on that. 
you know, we need to, can, can, we, can we deliberate further on this? You know, are, are, are you sure you, you, you're talking to me? You, you want me to take my, my son? But man, the Bible says in verse 3, it says, it says, man, Abraham rose early, early in the morning. Now, now, now granted, maybe God told him this at night. I, I don't know. The Bible doesn't, doesn't clarify that. But it says that, man, he rose early. It doesn't mean that, that he didn't have a problem with that because, man, you're telling me to kill my son. You know, this, God, this is the promise that you gave me. And now you want me to kill him? But, man, we have to understand, man, there's no explanation necessary when God tells us to do something. You just pick up your feet and you just go. Amen? Amen. Man, and th- this is another good thing, man. It's, it's God's word never contradicts his promises. Oh, my God, y'all just missed. That's good right there. God's word never contradicts his promises. Never, man, let's, I think I have a scripture up there. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 17 through 19. And it says, it says, by faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. And who had received the promises was in the act of offering up his only son, of whom it was said, through Isaac shall your offering be named. He considered that God was able even to raise him from the dead, from which figuratively speaking, he did receive him back. What did Abraham do? And Abraham walked in his promise. And he said, God, if you gave this to me, if you gave me this son, because you promised me this son in chapter 15, you know, God said, look, man, um, you're going to have an inheritance. And, and, and Abe said, he, he said, look, man, I, I, God, uh, I, I know you said I have an inheritance, but look, I, I don't even have a son. I don't have an heir. The heir that I have is from somewhere else. And then God said, man, he says, look, don't, 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 don't worry about it. I got you. It's all in the making. Because now people think that you're too old. Even you think yourself that you're too old to have a child. But look, 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 I, I, I got you taken care of. I'm going to give you a promise. I'm going to give you an heir. And through that heir, through Isaac, through Isaac, through the promise, focus on, focus on, focus on the promise of God. Focus on the promise of God. Through Isaac, focus on the promises of God. Through Isaac, the promise from God that he gave Abraham. He gave Abraham. I said Abraham, didn't I? <laughs> he gave Abraham. Focus on the promise. Man, Abraham took his son. Because Abraham, he says, look, man, God, I know that, man, you brought me through so much. And I want to tell you, man, God's brought each and every one of us through so much. If you, if you really want to go back and look through history, all of us should be dead right now. None of us should be here. Because it, it, the reality is, is everybody is an ex-something. All of us. All of us has a history. All of us has a past. But if it wasn't for the grace of God, if it wasn't for the mercy of God, if it wasn't for the faithfulness of God, none of us would be here. So Abraham said, look, man, God, I know that this is my promise. And me, I'm just crazy enough to believe that if you want me to sacrifice him, if you want me to burn him, if you want me to kill my son, because you gave me the promise and you told me, God, that, 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 that through my son, through my promise, through my promise, 
that this is where everything is going to lie from. This is where everything is going to stem from, through my promise. So I just believe that you hold true to your word. I'm crazy enough to believe that if I go and if I sacrifice my son, God, that you're going to raise him from the dead. How do you know God's just that good? He's did it before, and he can do it again. That's a song. If he did it before, he can do it again. Yeah, then the other verse says, same God right now, same God back then, because the Bible says that he, he, he doesn't change. He's the same today, yesterday, as he will be forevermore. So if he raised somebody else from the dead before, he can do it again. Amen? But, man, this is, this is, this, this is the thing. And, man, this, this is good, man, because I'm going to get you guys out of here quick. I am. I'm going to get you guys out of here quick because I, I, I'm just crazy enough to believe that, that if I get you out of here quick enough, then God can, God's going to start doing some things. And we're going to have some people laying some things on the altar this morning. Amen. Because I believe that we all have some stuff. We're going to talk about it, man. We, we're going to unpack this because we're going to talk about it. But, 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 but the, the next thing and the next step I believe that God gave me was, was to trust, trust God through the process. It's to trust him through the process. Okay, okay, God, look, 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 look. I don't have a son. You said, no, I'm going to give you a promise. I'm going to give you Isaac. That's your promise. Um, and, and through him, through my promise, through what, man, how many of you guys believe that God has a promise on your life? I believe that God has a promise on each and every one of our lives. And I believe that he's going to hold to his promise. Uh, I, I, I'm just crazy. Man, man, man. And I'm going to tell you a little personal story real fast. Babe, I love you. I, I love you. So, God gave me a promise through my first marriage to end in divorce, right? And so, it, which, which, which is totally fine now because God is a redeemer. And I, I, I wholeheartedly believe that. And so, for all of you divorcees out there, man, just, just hold on. God will redeem that, I promise you. He'll redeem that. So, so, so I was in the Marine Corps, and I'm stationed in Okinawa. Didn't go there trying to meet anybody because, look, man, God, I'm married. You know, I'm not trying to go meet anybody. You know, and so my ex-wife divorces me. Painful time in my life, you know, but thank God, man, that he delivered me because, yeah, I won't go there. But, man, he gave me a promise that he was going to send me somebody. And I wrestled with that for a long, look, 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 God, I, I'm, I'm not, look, I don't want to be with nobody. Nobody. I want to go back to my old nature, and everybody that I see, I want to dog them out. Can I be real? That was my nature. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to completely turn away from the ministry. God, what do you mean? You know, you got me up here preaching the gospel, and then my, 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 my wife divorces me, and I'm trying to help people through their marriage, but, but I can't even. That's a test. Because if I would have known then what I know now, if you set me up, <laughs> he gave me a promise, and he set me up for greater. And, and, and so I met my wife in Okinawa. Friends introduced us, and we was dating, courting, and everything. You know, for one, man, you want to talk about somebody with big faith? That woman right there got big faith. Let me tell you what. I go over her house. Nothing happened, okay? <laughs> I go over her house 
And I go in her bedroom. She has a double vanity sink. She uses one. The other one's set up with stuff for her husband. <laughs> she has this big closet. One side of the closet is set up with stuff for her husband. Man, God gave her a promise. And what do you know, man? That promise came walking right through the door. What's up, girl? <laughs> man, so, so I, I, I'm just here to man, if God gives you a promise, man, regardless what you go through, man, hold him at his word. Yeah. It's going to come in a time and a fashion where you don't even realize that it's going to be there. I wasn't looking for her. I didn't want nobody. Matter of fact, we was dating and we got so close so fast. I told her, I said, look, no, I went and talked to God. I said, look, God, I'm, I can't do this. This is, this, this, is, this is happening all too fast. You know, I'm not trying to hear or feel that L word again. You know, no, no, no not right now. And when I got on my face and prayed, and, and I tell you what, this is how you know when you hear the voice, when something's supposed to be. I said, God, I can't do this. In every quality that I prayed for, I said, Lord, I need somebody that can sing. Because some days I have bad days and my baby got to be able to sing that. Man, I, I, I tell us, I said, man, you just like, you just like David and, I, and I'm Saul, man. I have those times I need you singing. I, I, I need you singing. This stuff got to go. It's got to go. And I said, Lord, I said, look, man, I, I need somebody who can sing. Not just sing, but sing. It, there's, to me, there's a difference. There's a difference. I need somebody who can sing. I need somebody who has children, man, because she has to love my kids. She has, to be a, she has to be a motherly influence to my children. And I need somebody who tests me so much in the world that I literally have to dig deeper just to see where she's at. Yes. Every quality I prayed for plus some is lying right there in that. Man, that's my promise. <laughs> and I tell you what I said, God, I can't do this. I, I know you're testing me right now, but look, I, I, I don't want to do this. And he says, look, that's what you prayed for. Your promise is going to come in all different shapes, forms, and fashions. In different ways that you don't even, you're not even looking for. So I wasn't looking for her. Matter of fact, I didn't even see her. She came to my church so many times in Okinawa. She's going to a different church. I never seen her because it wasn't time. But when it was time now for me to walk in my promise, God said, all right, let me unveil that for you. There's your promise right there. But the test didn't stop. Is it okay? <laughs> the test didn't stop, man, because just about four and a half, five months ago, we was on the verge of divorce. We was about to call it quits. <clears throat> but God had other plans. <clears throat> because when God gives you a promise, he's going to come through for you. Just two years ago, man, we tried so hard. We tried so hard. God, we need to buy a house. We need to establish our family here. We need to buy a house. He promised us that we were going to get a house. Two years ago, everybody said no. God said not yet. Guess what we did this weekend? <laughs> man, you can't tell me God's not good and he's not real. You can't tell me that. You can't tell me that God didn't promise my two-year-old life. The doctor said, look, I believe that Elijah has this condition that's going to kill him in about two years. This was just a couple months ago. That's what the doctors was telling us. Your son's going to die. He's not going to last. About two years, he's going to be gone. And we got a report a couple weeks ago. He's good. Clean bill of health. You can't tell me that God won't come through on his promises. You can't tell me that. 
Because for some of you, that, 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 that maybe you feel that your promise is never going to come to fruition. Man, you just stand, stand fast. Just stand fast. Stand a test. And I guarantee you that it's going to come. Hey, Amen. Let me get back to my word. Why, why you let me do that? So God, trust God through the process, man, because God will always perform his word. Man, let's go to, let's go to Numbers 23 real fast. Man, I need Moses to talk to us just real quick. Just, just real quick. He says, he says, God is not a man, so he does not lie. He's not human, so he does not change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? God is not a man that he should lie. If he promised you something, regardless what you have to go through, I don't care. Come hell or high water. Regardless what you're going to go through, that promise is going to meet. Because this word won't come back to him void. It's going to go out and do that very thing that he sent it out to do. And if he promised you something, man, just hold on. I know some of you are like, man, look. Some of you ladies are like, look, man, I've been waiting on the man for a long time. Now, hey, <laughs> let me tell you what, sister girl, don't, don't get in a hurry. Don't get in a hurry because your promise is there. I promise you it's there. You just, you just hold on. You just hold on. It's there. So, so, so let's move forward. Man, the Lord will provide. That's what, that's what Abraham told his son. Man, Isaac said, look, Dad. Um, see, we have the fire and the wood. Um, but where's the sacrifice again? Where's the lamb? And, and Abraham, I, mean, I can just picture and just think what's going on in Abraham's mind. Maybe Abraham's just like, oh, my gosh, I have to deal with this. I really don't want to tell him. So what's the most, what's the most spiritual thing? To talk about? The Lord will provide a sacrifice. <laughs> Abe was smart, man. Is it okay if I call him Abe? Is that okay? Abe was smart. He says, look, God, I don't got to answer. This is on you. This is, this is all on you. And that's what we have to do, man. If God gives us promises, give it back to him. Look, this is not on me now. This is all on you. You said that you're not a man that could lie. So now you need to come through for your promises. Man, Abraham said, man, look, Isaac, the Lord's going to provide and in my mind, you know, me just thinking, I'm saying, man, maybe Abraham was just walking and his heart was probably just beating. And uh, he's probably saying, like, God, I'm, you need to come through. You know, I, I, I need, anybody ever felt like that before? Like, maybe you're going through something. You just said, look, 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 God, you need to come through right about now. N- not now, but right now. Because I need you. This is too much. And I just feel that that's maybe what Abraham was feeling when he was going through, man. First Corinthians. I think I'm getting ahead of myself. Yes, I am. So laying everything down means that sometimes we may have to face things alone. If, if, if you look and go back to Genesis 22, verse 5, if you have your Bibles for all you scholars, for all the saved people, if you want to just go ahead and go through your Bibles real quick. Genesis 22, verse 5, he says, it says that he told his young men, that he got up and said, look, I need you guys to come with me. I need you to come with me. He told him, he says, look, me and Isaac, me and my promise, me and my promise, me and my promise, we're, we're, we're going to go up yonder to worship. We're going to go up there. I can say yonder. I'm, I'm in Texas, right? Y- y- yonder? Is, it, is, it, is that what we say here? Okay. He says, look, me and my boy, we're going up yonder to worship. And for one, this is, this is, this is what, what really got me. He called the sacrifice of his son worship. 
Let me rewind that. He called the sacrifice of his son worship. Because he knew, look, God, you promised me this. And I'm crazy enough to believe that if I'm really going to kill my son, if I'm really going to offer him as a burnt offering for you, that you're going to bring him back to life. So I'm going to come up here and I'm going to worship you. Do everything. I don't care what you're going through today. If you would go before your problems and just worship God anyway, I guarantee you that he's going to bring that thing back to life. Because the Bible said figuratively, that's kind of what happened to Isaac. He was kind of brought back to life, although he didn't die because Jesus did. So a lot of people actually say that this is a type of, of God and Jesus, Abraham and Isaac, because God offered his son as a sacrifice because Jesus carried the wood. He carried the, the cross on his back. He was sacrificed for all of us, but the only difference is Jesus actually died and rose on the third day. Isaac was supposed to be sacrificed, but God said, hold, 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 hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Because now I know that you won't withhold anything from me. Get up your son. Get him up from there. Oh, man. There's a ram in the bush. There's a ram in the bush. The Lord will provide a lamb. Hold hold up, babe. Don't, don't, don't Don't kill your son. I know now that you will not withhold anything. Man, did y'all catch that? Because Abraham didn't hold anything from him. There's a sacrifice. That's funny, but that's real. If you don't withhold anything from God, Your sacrifice is right back there in the thickets, stuck, waiting for you. And, and you know, what I want to know is, 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 I really want to know is, how long was the ram actually there? Yeah. Was, was, were they just so focused on, I'm going to worship God, I don't got time to look. Tunnel vision right now, God, I, I'm here. How long was, and if he was there, was he just asleep and didn't say anything? And didn't hear any, anybody walking up there? But, but, but look at this. Had Abraham not raised, not raised, had he not raised, had he not raised a knife of faith, sometimes you got to just say, God, here's my, I'm a Marine Corps, knife hand, knife hand, knife hand. Had he not raised, <laughs> see, he knows, he knows, he knows. Had he not raised his knife of faith, man, then, then, then who would have known what happened? You know, so sometimes, man, when you're going through things, man, you just got to raise your hand and say, God, with all the faith that I have, I'm just going to do and trust what you said. It's not about me. It's not about my wife. But right now, it's all about you. Amen. And so, and so, and so what we have to do now is, man, we can look forward to afterward. Look forward to afterward. That's my last point, guys. Look, look forward to afterward. And, and what, what, do I, what do I mean by that? Because look, man, after you have went through all the tests, after you went through the fire, after you have went through everything else, there's still something over, something over there. There's something, something over there. But you have to go through to see what's over there. Yes. And so if you're just faithful, if you're just faithful to keep, to, to keep walking, 
Walk in your promise. Let me put on my promise real quick. Put on my promise. Oh, yeah. Walk in my promise. This doesn't mean that, it doesn't mean that, that my promise won't be weighty at times because sometimes your promise is heavy. And sometimes it, it may even be burdensome. But you have to walk in your promise. You have to keep your promise and you have to walk in it step by step regardless how heavy it is, man. You've got to walk in your promise and trust God through everything. Because if he did it before, he's going to do it again. He's the same God right now as he was then. But, but check this out, man. What, what I want to do is I, is I want to give my promise back to God. Lord, I don't want to hold on to this anymore because if I hold on to it, I know that I'm going to mess it up. Things are going to get broken. I'm not going to make it. I could possibly die. So, God, I want to give you my promise. I'm no longer carrying this anymore. It's all on you now. And i got some things I want to show you. That's all right. i got some things real fast I just want to show you. Because this is real things that we all deal with. So, I got my promise here. But, man, I need to unpack my promise. I need to give my promise back to the one who gave it to me. So, I'm going to bring all my stuff up here to the altar. Because I know that if I bring it up to the altar, that God will take care of it. That every promise that he's given me, Everything that I'm going through, what, what's that? F- father, fatherlessness? Lay everything down. Because, because my dad was never around doesn't mean that God's not going to have voices for me. So what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to bring my broken heart to the altar. And when I do that, man, he gives me wise men to counsel me. I'm just going to lay it down at the altar. I'm going to give it to him. And so, man, I have, I have all this... All this other stuff. Man, I feel so stressed out right now. You feel stressed out? Man, bring it to the altar. And I guarantee you, man, he'll give you comfort written, written in blood. He'll give you comfort. What, 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 what's that? What's that? Oh, man. Some of us have that secret killer. Some of us have that pride. You can't tell me nothing. Some of us have that pride. But, man, if, 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 I, if I bring it to Jesus and lay down on the altar, I guarantee you he'll bring you humility. Yes. And he'll let you know what it really means to walk in power and to walk in authority. I don't care how prideful you are. That doesn't impress me. It doesn't impress Jesus. The Bible says that before pride comes destruct, comes death. So, so, God, I still have all this other stuff that I'm, that I'm dealing with. Oh, man, how many of us deal with temptation? Nobody? I deal with temptation every day. Every single day, every day, I deal with temptation. And I understand that if I just bring everything that I have, that God will give me enough strength to overcome that temptation. I just want to lay it down. I just want to lay it down at the altar. Man, this is some things that we go through, and I know you're dealing with it. Because I deal with it. Jesus went through everything already. Everything that, we, that we're going through, he's already went through it. So, man, we still have some things to unpack it. Oh, man. We got fear and frustration right here. Fear and frustration. Man, man, have you guys been so frustrated? You're just like, oh, man. And, and, and you're scared to step out. 
and do something, even though you know that God is telling you to do that. Fear and frustration, man. But I guarantee you, if you would step out on faith, lay everything down at the altar, man, he'll give you power and peace in the middle of your fear and frustration. I guarantee you. I guarantee you, man, but you got to lay it down at the altar. You got to lay it down at the altar. So, man, I think I have a couple more things that, that may be, oh, man, my job right now is getting on my nerves. I can't stand them people right now. My boss thinks that he knows what he's doing. Man, he don't know me. He doesn't even know what he's taught better yet. I know how to do my job, or excuse me, I know how to do his job better than him. I'm tired of this place. But man, if you would offer your job back to Jesus, he'll let you know, man, that's just a place for you to worship me. This is a place, oh man, and this is, and I'm going to lay it at the altar, man. I'm tired of trying to make things better out of my job. God, this is you. This is what you told me to do. This is the killer, man. This is where Abraham, this is what bothered him, man, is, 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 is family. It's family. Although Isaac was his promise, and, and, and I can't really read anywhere in the Bible where it says that he even put Isaac before, uh, it, it doesn't say that. But what happens is sometimes, man, we hold on to things so tight that the only person that I want dealing with them is me, is me. I'm the only one that can take care of them. I'm the only one that can provide for them. I'm the only one that can, that can educate and teach them. But look, man, if you would take your family, if you would take your family and lay it at the altar, Lord, it's out of my hands. This is all on you now. My marriage is suffering. They're telling me that my son's going to die. I went through a divorce. I don't know what else to do. So I come and I lay everything down at the altar. And I give it back to you. Because when I lay things down at the altar and I give it back to Christ, lay everything down at the altar. Now it's his responsibility. And it's no longer mine. And the pressure leaves. Is that good? Man, so, so, so what, what I want to do now is I want, I, I want to just ask you, what or who is your Isaac? What are you holding on to that you're not allowing Jesus to be the overall ruler of? What do you have that you feel, man, you need to lay everything down at the altar just so, God, look, I'm done. I'm done. I can't do it anymore. I'm going to ask everybody. And if you want to, that's that's fine. If you don't want to, that's also fine as well. God's going to see you where you're at, wherever you go anyway. If there's anything that you have that you know that you need God to take care of, Lord, the weight is too heavy. I can't do it. I need you right now.